This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, we got the latest crop progress, the latest harvest numbers yesterday. What are we seeing taking place in the grains? We did see that corn harvest was a little bit under the expected rate, still ahead of the five-year average, four points below a year ago at 81% complete. Maybe that's a bit of a negative here overnight, some lightly uh, light selling here for corn futures in particular here, as you have the idea that there's still you know up to a fifth of the corn crop that could still be harvested and, and potentially sold here before it's put away. Otherwise, though, again, nothing really alarming here. We're moving at a normal pace. Same for soybeans at 91% complete. That's also ahead of the five-year average. And so we're getting towards the tail end of it, and it continues to reinforce this transition away from the supply side and more towards how are we using these crops, so demand the focus right now. It'll shift back to supply, though, coming up this week, a very important crop report where we have our next look at where the corn and soybean yields will be pegged by the government analysts. And this will be probably the last one of the year as they take a break uh, and uh, we'll we'll come back in January to finalize these numbers. So that's what we're looking at, a little bit of uh, attention paid to this report on crop progress. Another report coming today on the baseline estimates for these 10-year projections that the government uses for budgeting purposes. And then again, as mentioned, coming up on Thursday, that next monthly crop report. Joe, we saw that movement to the upside yesterday for soybeans, and we know that a lot of that is powered by what's happening with the weather in South America and some of the problems they're having. But we do have that report coming out, like you mentioned, later this week. And typically, we kind of go into a little bit of a quiet pattern before that. Is that going to happen this week, do you think? It could be the case where you generally have that trader positioning, just some minor adjustments being made. We know that the spec crowd still largely bearish on corn and wheat. They had certainly turned less bullish on the soybeans, but we're back to being buyers over the previous couple of weeks. We think back to two reports ago, speaking of the commitments of traders report, where we track where the major uh, market participants are at in each of the commodities. And the managed money crowd had flipped net short soybeans for the first time in three years. That was brief, though, and the net long was resumed here over these past couple of weeks, but there's still some uncertainty there that really is, I think, dependent on what we get out of this November crop report and whether or not yields will be lowered such that the balance sheet is still left at an extremely tight rate for soybeans. And from there, yeah, looking at other reports like these baseline estimates and thinking about just how tight we could stay on soybeans given that we're having uh, processing demand really ramping up. At the same time, we have to, at this point, ration our demand elsewhere. And we're seeing that with lower projections for exports, although still hopeful, uh, all of a sudden seeing lately some signs of that trade demand picking back up. Joe, what's happening on the other side of the ag marketplace with the protein complex? We still have some downside uh, action here for the cattle market in a big way. That's you know been taking place here over the last several weeks. We put in uh, record highs here recently in the month of September and then have turned mostly lower. We now have a downtrend on the charts that reinforces some of that speculative selling that has occurred in the grains here as well lately. 
and when you look at that, I mean, we can tie it back to what's been going on in the stock market. Before last week, we had mostly lower stock prices that really spooked some of these traders into thinking that maybe consumer demand would be pressured here going forward. It's that time of the season as well where we start to see some downturn in demand as temperatures cool down. But other than that, you know, it's still a a back and forth between what's a very strong current short supply side situation that has ultimately led to support under the cash market and then expectations for uh, cross our fingers, herds to rebuild later, some better numbers coming into 2024 that ultimately help lean on the futures market. So two diff- different markets, of course, cash and futures. Last week, the cash market did not develop that fully here, so we're still waiting this week to see what we get on uh, you know, these, these cash levels, and that will dictate where the, the livestock futures go from here. Also very important, of course, to see what happens with corn. We had some bounce here late last week, and to start this week was a negative for feeder cattle, and it could be as well if we have further upside depending on this crop report on Thursday. Over in the hogs, some recent strength there, so rebounding after after a rough several weeks. We had some convergence on the cash market coming down, but also the December hog futures coming up uh, and meeting in the middle somewhere just above $72, and now left dependent on, I think, mostly where the cash trade develops from here. We're watching a a bounce for the cutout. Uh, We mentioned, you know, you and I, the effect of the bird flu and what could possibly be some better demand for hams leading into the Thanksgiving period here later this month. And, uh, you know, all of that comes into play as we see a bit of a split trade, at least early in the week, with strength for hogs, but uh, more weakness for cattle. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information with Comstock? Yeah, we've got our website at Comstock.com, access to our services and all of our contact information. Joe Camp, thank you so much for the time here on this Tuesday. Have a great week. Yeah, have a great week. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down three even at 474 even. November soybeans up 10 and a quarter at 1350 and three quarters. January soybean meal up $5.50 at 436 even. January soybean oil down 37 cents at 49.99. Chicago wheat up a half cent at 576 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat down a half cent at 728 and a quarter. Kansas City hard red wheat down five even at 640 and three quarters. December oats down nine and a quarter at 359 even. On the Merck, December live cattle down two cents at 181.27. November feeder cattle unchanged at 237.17. December lean hogs up a dollar 22 at 73.57, and December pork cutout up 65 cents at 80.75. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>